Welcome to this special holiday Family Resiliency Center podcast. Today, we're exploring family mealtimes and kids in the kitchen over the holiday season. We're joined by a team of researchers from the Family Resiliency Center who have published research studies on this topic, and they're here today to tie it all in to what we have going on in our own homes over the holidays. I'm your host, Ryan Monahan, communication specialist for the Family Resiliency Center at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. The Family Resiliency Center, or FRC, is a research and policy center that focuses on challenges that affect families, like childhood obesity and food insecurity. Today, we have Jacqueline Saltzman and Jessica Jarek Metcalf. Both Jackie and Jesse have published research on today's topic, as well as our doctoral students studying communities, families, and child health. Thank you both so much for being here. We're here to talk about families and stress in the kitchen. And really, it's one of the times of the year where it really can come to a tipping point in the kitchen and family mealtimes. There's lots of stressors. There's lots of kids home from school. What kind of comes to your mind when you think about families, family mealtimes, and people kind of coming together to celebrate a variety of holidays? You know, I think there are a couple of things that come to mind. The first one is is chaos. You kind of mentioned this a little bit. We, we lose the routines we're used to throughout the rest of the year. We don't have that mom and dad are coming home from work at around five o'clock and everybody's ready for dinner around six because there are so many different after school activities, Christmas pageants, um, end of year events, those kinds of things that really get in the way of our typical routines. Plus the added stress of relatives coming into town or leaving town for the holidays. There's just a whole lot of chaos and not a lot of time for the routines that a lot of families rely on to keep them comfortable and sort of set and steady in uh, their daily family lives. And Jesse, you've done a significant amount of research on parents cooking with kids. What comes to your mind when you think about the holiday season and all the cooking that takes place in many homes? Um, yeah, and in thinking a little bit about um, families and, and cooking um, and, and activities around that, obviously uh, the cooking tends to ramp up a little bit around the holidays um, just in terms of the expectations and, you know, often the number of folks um, that you may be cooking for at home. So it can be a, a stressful and chaotic time for families, but it's also a great opportunity to, um, you know, really get kids involved in the kitchen and continue to try to practice, um, you know, healthy mealtime uh, habits and communication. I guess it's kind of a, a blessing and a curse. So we have, you know, this time, this, you know, quote, most wonderful time of the year when we have this opportunity where families are coming together and we're showcasing things at school for the kids and, and throwing off the routine. What kind of impact can it have on a family or on kids or on mealtime when that routine is, is thrown off? That's a really good question. Um, one of the, the great things about the research on family routines is that it's been around for, for quite some time. So we've been able to see over and over again that routines really do have an impact not only on children's health and well-being, but also on parents too. Parents are the ringmasters of what's happening during the holidays, but also during daily family life. And so when the routines get thrown off, it can really stress parents out. Um, and a stressed parent is not necessarily a happy parent coming to mealtimes. One of the things that we've learned um, from recent research coming out of the Family Resiliency Center is that happier mealtimes um, are, are really good for children's health and well-being. We've seen that children who have more positive mealtimes um, actually eat more healthy food over time. 
Jackie, one of your big Family Resiliency Center research studies published in 2017 focused on how a happier emotional climate at mealtimes may mean healthier food choices made by kids. And no matter how happy the holiday season can be, parents usually do run into something that can really throw their mood off, especially if there's chaos in the kitchen. What can you tell us about how your research on this topic and how the emotional climate at mealtimes can influence the food choices kids make? Yeah, you know, thank you for asking that question. I really, I want to focus on the fact that we're not trying to add to the list of things that parents, you know, quote unquote, have to do. Parents have enough on their plate at this point. Um, One of the things that we really love about the study and what comes out of it is that the emotions that parents bring to the mealtime are really critically important here. And the good news about emotions is that there's something that only you have control over. So yes, work can be really stressful, but taking five minutes before dinner just to take a couple of deep breaths and and really focus on why you're there and, and your goal of getting Um, to know about your child's day, about getting to know about your partner's day, and just being together as a family um, can be really helpful. But in regards to how this emotional climate might be influencing um, healthy eating behaviors in kids, you know, there are a couple of different ways this this could be happening. The first and and foremost to my mind is that if your child knows that it's going to be a happy meal time um, where they're going to get a chance to share about their day, where they're going to feel responded to, they're going to feel loved, these important things that we really hope mealtimes give our kids, it's going to be easier for them to make those healthful choices. They're not going to be stress eating. They're not going to be searching for um, you know dessert to get away from the table as soon as they possibly can. They're going to be taking their time. And by taking their time, they might actually be able to get some more of those healthy fruits and vegetables in there. Another way this happens is by parents having more time with their kids, so being able to monitor a little bit about what your child is eating, um, encouraging, you know, if your child is hungry for a second helping, encouraging the vegetable instead of the starch, those kinds of things um, uh, can uh, can be helpful. So it's just really about having that extra time, and having that positive meal time is it's going to be easier for your child and you to want to hang out um, and spend time together than it is um, if, if the mealtime was a little bit less positive. So especially over the holidays, we want to have this kind of magical time as parents created for our kids. But again, like we've talked about, there's a lot of stressors. What are some things we can do that aren't stressors that can make mealtime, make time in the kitchen more enjoyable? That is a a really great question, and and I'm really glad to say we have an answer, actually, and this one is validated by what we found in that study. Um, We actually learned that parents who involve their children in food preparation, whether that's uh, grocery shopping, meal planning, or cooking, um, those families actually have a more positive mealtime emotional climate than families where um, perhaps the child was not quite as involved in the food in, in the food environment. And so I think this says that, you know, bringing the kids into the kitchen, bringing, um, bringing children to the table, so to speak, and letting them have a say in what's happening, what's going on the table is going to make them happier to be there and, and want to spend more time. Now, full disclosure, I'm a parent myself with three young kids, and I have a lot of mom friends. I've told them about these studies, and when I told them about these kids in the kitchen-related studies, a few of them laughed and responded with something to the extent of, what do you mean? I'm not supposed to throw my kid out of the kitchen when I'm making dinner? Because I think that kind of is what happens a lot of the time. And of course, we here can respond with, well, 
That's not what research shows. Jesse, cooking with your kids has been one of your big research areas. Can you tell us what you found overall? Sure, absolutely. And, you know, I definitely would acknowledge that this is um, something that can be really challenging for parents involving their kids in the kitchen. You know, often the feeling is that, you know, they're just a little young and chaotic to, to actually be helpful. But there are um, some, some kind of um, more basic things that you can do, even with kids who are younger, um, tasks that can kind of keep them busy but also can, can actually be helpful for you as you're cooking, um, you know, things like prepping vegetables, snapping the ends off of green beans, washing things, helping with measuring and stuff like that. But the benefits are definitely there for those parents who are able to um, get their kids involved in cooking. Kids who participate in cooking frequently um, overall have healthier diets. They also have stronger preferences for fruits and vegetables. Um, and overall, they're more confident in their ability to identify um, and select healthy foods and kind of eat them on their on their own without help from their parents. Um, and just broadly speaking, uh, skills that kids learn in the kitchen, um, no matter how young they, they kind of start to learn these skills, they're going to use them down the road. Um, hopefully everybody needs to eat. Um, and when kids do make that transition um, and move, move out on their own and no longer live with their parents, these are really, really crucial skills and important tools for them to have in their toolkit and, and being able to feed themselves healthfully um, when they do kind of become more independent. Oh, and there's a lot of research that shows, you know, it, it not only teaches them about food, but it enhances relationships with parents. And is there a self-esteem kind of building mechanism when it comes to cooking with your kids? Yeah, absolutely. Um, cooking is a, a really great activity, especially for um, kids who are, are kind of younger and they're sort of getting their footing. Cooking is, is great because they're, you know, you know, there isn't one exact right way to do things. There's always a, a lot of flexibility involved and kind of ability for kids to involve creativity and, and other um, kind of skills that are really important for developing at that younger age. And there definitely is an element of self-confidence and self-esteem that comes from, um, you know, producing a meal um, from scratch, even with help from, from parents where kids really do feel a lot of pride in that. Um, there's a, a tangible um, product that they come out with and it's yummy and they're excited and, and and um, by cooking that, that food, um, you know, maybe they learn to make spaghetti or something, they know that they'll be able to do that again in the future. So there's a level of kind of confidence and self-esteem and accomplishment that comes with cooking with your kids. Now there's always new research coming out of the Family Resiliency Center when it comes to family food and its influence on health. Jesse, can you tell us about some of the new research you're working on that involves cooking with kids? Sure, so something that um, we've been finding looking at the, the Strong Kids cohort um, of preschool age children, um, when we look specifically at their food involvement, um, which is how much parents uh, involve the kids in uh, meal planning, grocery shopping, and actual cooking and meal preparation, um, we're definitely seeing that that is related to healthier diets. Um, and that is um, a predictive relationship where we're seeing when kids are a little bit younger, around three years old, um, their food involvement at age three is predicting healthier um, diets and, and healthier uh, food consumption at age four. So we are seeing that over time, um, those kids who are more involved in food preparation and meal planning and grocery shopping um, do tend to have healthier diets. And Jackie, same with you. What's going on right now at the Family Resiliency Center on this topic that parents might want to keep their eye out for? So one of the things that we've learned um, from some of these ongoing studies is that there are a lot of things that parents can do not only to create you know, this more positive mealtime emotional climate, 
but also uh, to just make mealtimes a little bit easier for themselves. One of the key things um, we're finding in these sort of preliminary studies is that having everyone there is pretty important. Um, fathers who are present at mealtimes, for example, have wives who are more, um, who, who are less distracted actually at the mealtime. So just having dad there makes a really big impact for mom. She feels probably more supported and she's able to really focus on the togetherness and, and, and being there at the mealtime. And the same is actually true for children. So dads who are there have children who are less distracted, which is really good to hear. We've also learned um, a little bit about how these distractions might impact um, the way parents are feeding their kids. So having fewer distractions makes it a little bit easier for parents, mothers in particular, um, for now, uh, to focus on responding to their kids' hunger and satiety needs. So instead of just saying yes to every request for you know, second helpings of mashed potatoes, a lot of these moms are responding to children's actual cues of hunger and satiety rather than just sort of wants and, and, and things that come up. Thank you both for being here. But before we go, again, over the holiday season, everything can be amplified from our desire as parents to make things wonderful to a variety of stress points. Anything you want to make sure parents remember? Sure. So I think the most important thing that um, I'd really like parents to take away from this is, is to focus on the enjoyment at the mealtime. Really, to me, the, the attitude that you're bringing to the meal, regardless of whether it's the most perfect meal, we, we understand sometimes things happen and sometimes you've just kind of got the, got to get that rotisserie chicken from the grocery store and call it a night. And and that's perfectly perfectly fine. The point of the mealtime is to be together. And so taking a little bit of that pressure off yourself, I think, is a really important way to make those mealtimes a little bit more positive. From the organizational perspective, it's also really important, again, to, to give yourself the tools that you need um, to make these mealtimes a little bit smoother. Um, so for example, assigning roles and responsibilities to your older children, perhaps cooking, setting the table, um, preparing foods, and even cleaning up after dinner. Um, for your older children especially, this can be an important time to teach them autonomy and, and have them contribute to the meal, but also take a little bit of stress off of you. Having these organizational um, sort of roles and responsibilities is a part of having that family dinner time routine and just making sure that everybody knows what their job is, knows when dinner is going to be, knows when to be there, those kinds of things. That can really create this predictable positive climate um, for everybody and, and it can also ensure that you're engaging in sort of clear direct communication with your kids um, and your families around this very stressful time of year. Yeah, and I think going off of what Jackie's saying here about um, kind of organizing around the mealtime and cooking and assigning roles, um, I think that can also be a way to, to mitigate some of the chaos that comes with cooking with your kids, um, making sure that if you do want them to help, you kind of tell them exactly um, what step of the recipe you'd like them to work on, making sure to give, um, give the kids really clear directions if you do want to get them involved in cooking. And one other tip that I also like to share with parents um, in thinking about cooking with your kids is that kids do actually form uh, stronger food preferences for foods that they get to cook themselves. Um, and it's really, really common uh, for parents to want to introduce children to cooking through um, baking because it's a, a really great first activity um, in that, you know, they can kind of dump ingredients in a bowl and mix them around. But I do like to encourage parents to also do their best to involve their children in cooking um, some healthier foods, vegetables, things like that, because um, it really can affect their, their food preferences and get them, you know, even a little bit more excited about those healthy foods that you're hoping they'll, they'll eat more of. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it at the Family Resiliency Center and we're at the Family Resiliency Center are really lucky to have both of you as researchers and the work that you're doing is really making a difference. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this Talk FRC Research Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Monahan. More information on the Family Resiliency Center and Family Mealtimes can be found at familyresiliency.illinois.edu. This Family Resiliency Center podcast was recorded in the radio production studios in the College of Media at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign.